On the Newman Jets Audio Network, this is the JetCast, the official podcast of Newman University Athletics, featuring exclusive interviews with coaches, players, administrators, and more. The JetCast podcast is brought to you by Ascension Via Christi, Donlinger Construction, Pizza Ranch, Mel Hambledon Ford, Eck Agency, Dr. Brennan Lucas and Advanced Orthopedic Associates, Keystone Solid Surfaces, Big Corner Creative, and by... Pepsi. Here's the voice of the Newman Jets, Blake Cripps. As the professional tennis season winds down with the Labor Cup and the end of year finals, collegiate tennis is actually just getting started. So we are going to hit the court here on episode 74 of the JetCast. The Jets were just in regional action last week. They've got one event remaining in the spring season. And to discuss it, we will welcome now in her 19th year with Newman Jets Tennis and her 16th year as director of tennis, Shella Augsburger. Shella, always a treat to have you on the JetCast. Thanks for having me, Blake. Well, can you 19 years. I, know. Uh, I think that you are... You might be the dean of women's coaches here at Newman University. Except what, me, I'm the oldest. Uh, that means no, no, no. It <laughs> means you've been here the longest. Okay. <laughs> Doesn't mean not necessarily one or the other. But uh, but you have been here through through a lot. What, what's it mean to you to almost have two decades with the Navy and Red here in the books? Yeah, it's been a good journey, and it's it's been fun. It's been fun since we started it. I mean, from when they just restarted the program i was here the so year after here. that okay yeah. so yeah you spent the first couple of years as as an assistant mm-hmm. and then came on full-time and then obviously 16 years as as director um you what what do you think has been the biggest area of growth for this program over this near two-year span with the program oh, the level the level that we started at versus the level we are now is amazing and it's been it's really cool to see the players from the from the past come to watch the matches and go whoa were we that good and uh and they were at the time but we you know we keep getting better and better so well let's uh, focus here on the present it seems like every year you have this little fall schedule and it always seems like it is just a sprint at the beginning where you've got matches every single weekend and then a little break maybe one or two in october november and then you've got the long break what's it like in that early part of the year when you're playing every single weekend and, and, and what do you think is the thing that you're looking to get out of the team at this point in the year? Well, a lot, usually the fall is just trying to get everybody ready. And, um, like last year we had seven boys. I think we were, were new. So it was, and some of them come from clay courts. If they're international, they, they're not used to playing on the hard court and that's a big adjustment. So it's nice when they come in the fall cause they can take the whole fall to get ready. For the spring, uh, we had Andre last year came in the spring, and he'd been on clay, and it took him almost a month and a half to get adjusted to the speed of the ball. I mean, it's it's faster anyway in college, but when you start playing on the hard court versus the clay court, oh, yeah. it's a big adjustment. So that's usually what we use the fall for, trying to find some different uh, doubles combinations, just get everybody in competition mode. So then I can find what we need to work on individually so once those – uh, matches and tournaments are over, then we have those individuals where we can work on things that I see in their matches. Obviously, the rise and popularity of hardcore tennis in America has kind of pushed some of the other surfaces out to the side. So it's kind of hard to find clay courts here. Obviously, you know, the U.S. Open used to be contested on grass once upon a time. Mm-hmm. Um, no longer. Do you, are there any MIAA schools that 
don't play on hard courts? And do you wish that maybe you guys did have, you know, would it be fun for the players to have an event on the clay? Or would that be, obviously, for American players who are not used to playing on the clay, that might be a little bit of a challenge? Well, it would be fun to have different surfaces, I think, um, to see if the same schools that are really good on hard court would be just as good sure. on clay or grass or um, – I think even just this past weekend when we were playing the ITAs, we had to play some matches at night. Well, some of the kids had never played under lights, so sure. it was really a problem. So I think it'd be kind of fun to add that, you know, different element into it. But I don't think it's going to happen. But sure, well, you know, hard courts are easier to take care of. So uh, yeah, that, that that that's kind of how we do things here in America. <laughs> Whatever is easy. Um, so far, has it been easy for your Jets to take care of these matches and? Just talking about the fall season, do you like what you've seen from the men and the women? How do you think they've performed here in this first month of the year? I, th- I think we've done a really good job. Um, there's some really tough competition in the Heartland. I mean, sorry, MIAA. <laughs> talking about being here for 19 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> was the Heartland for a long time, but not anymore. And I was just talking to the lady over in the um, archives room. Sure. And she, we were talking about the Heartland, so sorry about that. Um, yeah, the MIAA, the, the competition is so good. And it was nice this weekend to really see who was all in the region. Sure. And, and you you played some of the – even when you, we were in the Heartland Conference, you were still playing these MIAA schools oh, on yeah, a fairly regular basis. Yeah, that's why I was excited about going into the MIAA because we we've been playing them for the past 10, 15 years. Um, and I know the coaches very well, and it's a really good group of guys, girls, coaches that um, – they really, they really help each other, and that's what I was excited about. But after seeing them this weekend, um, I think we've got work to do. Sure. But it was, it was hopeful because a lot of the kids last year were um, freshmen, sophomores. Now they're sophomores and juniors, and then some seniors. So it's completely different than last last season. Specifically, this past weekend, which happened to be at an MIAA site, not an MIAA event, but the Broncos of Central Oklahoma hosted the ITA. Central Regionals down uh, in Edmond, Oklahoma last week, uh, hosted by UCO. What did you see out of the men and women in that event at the Regionals? As far as our competition? Or no, in as terms far of as how us? you guys played. Um, I thought the boys did really well. I don't have a full girls team right now. Um, we have a couple of girls that are going to be playing in the lineup that are not here till spring. So um, it was just more of let's just get some experience in for the girls that are here. The boys is pretty set. Um I was very pleased with how they played, um, especially Gustavo, Gil, Luca. Um, Isvin is a new player. He um, he transferred from West Liberty College, and he surprised me. I didn't know that he was as good as he is, so that's going to be a good addition okay. to the men's team. He's a very good doubles player, and I think that's what we were missing last year is we had five good doubles players. We needed a sixth, and I think he's going to fit in there really nice. Coming up here on this episode of the JetCast, we will talk with a French woman coming up here in a little bit, Marie Brunet, who is playing singles and doubles for this Newman team. And we'll also be joined by Asha Brown, talk some cross-country for the Jets here in a little bit as well. Looking at your team, you know, you mentioned that on the ladies' side, you don't have a full team yet joining at semester or in time for the winter season. How common is that? And do you have any concern? Obviously, you wouldn't be bringing them in if you didn't think that they were going to be able to integrate to your team and into your program. But is there any concern about bringing someone in in the middle of the season like that and and trying to fit them in to what you and the ladies who are here are currently building? 
it's always a question when you're bringing anybody in because you really you think you recruit them for that you know them pretty well but then until they get here you don't really actually know um even if they're starting in september you have the same concerns don't you yes but yeah it is some of the uh, schools in europe and in other countries don't graduate till december so a lot of them will wait until august to come but then some of them want to come right away so um, that's what the situation is um with this so I'm hoping one of one of the girls is from Italy, which is where Andrea and um, Martina are from. So I'm hoping that she'll feel comfortable because we already have a couple kids from her country and that she will adjust quickly. What um, how, What's the, going to be the important part about making that adjustment? Because, you know, in our, the way that we do our schools, you, you know, you're either going to be playing in the fall or I think the girls are playing in the fall, maybe boys play in the spring right, or vice versa right. here in Kansas. Mm-hmm. But in high schools, you're either playing fall or the spring. Then you've got the summer vacation. You can train a little bit more. Maybe you're going to school early. You can get in touch with the coach. But in that situation, they're going to be playing, you know, what we would at the high school level tennis in Italy. And then without any kind of a break, you're coming directly into college tennis. Um, how big of a challenge is that going to be? It, it's a big challenge. Um, we saw it last year with Andrea. He got a little frustrated because it was like, I'm better than this. And I was like, I'm fine with you. Just keep going. I know it's going to take a while. So I think me giving them time to do it. Um, and I know that I don't want to put the pressure on them, but they put the pressure on themselves. So I'm kind of like the buffer sure. to say, Hey, you know, it's going to take time. And then once they get it, it's fine. But it's, I think it's hard because you're trying to prove yourself to the coach and to the team that you do know how to play, but you're not playing as well because it's an adjustment. So it's, it's a bunch of stuff going at one thing. So it's, it's, it's fun, though, because it's fun to see once they get it, then it's like, oh, okay, I was making it harder than it really was. Give us a couple of leaders, ladies, and then the men who you think are going to be your most consistent players this year in terms of getting you those points and those MIAA duels. Well, senior Isabella uh, Bifano, she has had a really good last couple of tournaments. She's gone pretty far. Um, she's been ha- – every year it's something – She, you know, we had COVID. She was here. This is her fifth year, so she was – in the COVID thing and she's using her, her fifth year to play, but she has one year she'll work on something and then it doesn't go right. And so I think she's got it together and I think she's figured out that she was making it harder than it really is. Um, and I think she's had some success this fall. So I, I'm really looking forward to see what she does this spring because she could really help us. Um, a lot of the younger players are uh, Divya, well, Divya, who is going to be a senior she was the transfer last year. I think she's starting to come along. She she had some things she was dealing with too, but um, I think we she's trusting me now and she's trusting sure. the program and she's now relaxed and she's really playing well. What about um, on the guys' on side? On the guys' side, we've got three seniors that are in the lineup: Gustavo, um, Jared Nowak is he's he's coming along too, and uh, you know, Pedra is a senior. He was the transfer last year. Um, I'm so I'm senior heavy on both sides and usually that's when you do much better in your seasons when you've got a lot of seniors so I'm hoping that that's what will happen with the leadership and with the effort they're they're all very hard workers so I think that'll transfer into now if I recall correctly women are playing straight on my double-a schedule but the men the men's tennis is kind of administered by the great American conference mm-hmm. so you guys will be getting ready for the GAC season there so give us talk us through my double-a women's tennis 
and then GAC Men's Tennis, uh, which in the Great American Men's Tennis Conference, there are a lot of the MI, all the MIAA men's tennis schools play in that. <laughs> so who do you think are going to be the favorites for the MIAA women and the GAC men? Well, Wash, well, we saw them this weekend, so that's what, you know, that was kind of nice. Um, on the men's side, I think Washburn, um, Southern Arkansas is always good. Washburn is really good, Northwest Missouri State. Um, they were in the semifinals and the finals of the regional tournament. So um, that's, and I think Washburn on the girls' side, they're, they're just loaded this year. Okay. Um, and, and the whole conference is, is really tough. So, sure. I mean, we're just trying to keep, keep working and just trying to keep up with them so marie brunet is going to be our next guest and she is playing some singles some doubles for you this year a third year member of your program what does marie bring to this jets team um experience um she's a very hard worker she has been since she got here uh she's a good teammate she's a good leader and she she works hard and so she's a good example for people to follow and um I just love having her on the team. Midwestern State coming up October 14th and 15th at Wichita Falls, Texas. Is this a duel? Is this a tournament? What kind of an event are you uh, are you planning on the Jets and playing in? And what kind of competition will they face down in Texas? Uh, it'll be mostly Heartland. Uh, no, they're Lone Star now. Yes. Hartland went to Lone Star. Yes. So it'll be mo- most of those teams down there. Okay. Um, that we used to play. So you know, some old Heartland <laughs> yes. Conference rivalries, the, the, the Lubbock Christians, the St. Edwards, the St. Mary's of the world. St. Edwards, St. Mary's. Um, unfortunately, I don't think that any of these, any of your players probably don't have any knowledge of those rivalries. It's no, just another team, is they it? They were complaining the other day because we had a four and a half hour drive. And I was like, oh, you don't know what it was like. We used to have to drive 12 hours yeah. to go to a conference tournament. I mean, just a conference match. I think it's... So. Well, I mean, Joe, obviously she's been here. And uh, me, you, Joe, Coach Allen, mm-hmm. Coach Brown. Man, I'm, am I missing ones. anybody else? I don't know. Yeah. I don't think that I am. Some uh, The one that I am missing will probably say, I can't believe you forgot about <laughs> me, Blake. But, yeah, it is a little bit different, isn't it? Oh, it's it's definitely different, especially driving the van. I mean, I used to have to drive it 12 hours after we played. Sure. And trying to stay awake. It was hard. But, you know, mm. now four hours, five hours, that's nothing. Oh, bree- yeah. easy breezy for sure. <laughs> um, final question for you. You've got just this one event left, then a long off season, obviously, We'll have you back in the winter. We're going to have a men's tennis player on here in the next couple of weeks or so. So look forward to that on a future episode of the JetCast. But where do you want this team to be, men and women, in order to set themselves up to have uh, the kind of spring season that you expect to have this year? Um, well, I'm hoping that they'll work hard in the individuals. We, we do weights you know, a couple times a week, and we do conditioning, and we still have individuals. Um, we also do a lot of community service now, well, once the fall season is over. Um, so I, I hope that they develop a bond that will help them when they go and compete against other teams. I, I'm hoping that over the Christmas break, they will all be ready to come back sure. in because the majority of them are, are in places where they can hit tennis balls somewhere. Sure. Um, I don't have too many cold weather winter players, but most of them are inside. But I just hope they come back ready in shape and ready to go because we only have two weeks before we have to play the first one. You know, one name that I should mention that does and is uh, quite aware of the Heartland Conference road trip would be Cam Clark. 
Kim Clark's made oh, yes. more than yes. his yes. fair yes. share. <laughs> we, we don't want to leave him out. <laughs> baseball and basketball. You know, he'd be a good uh, he'd be a good candidate to be. I don't, he has a, yeah. I don't think he's been on camera. We have, might have to get him yeah, on for get him for the for the Jetcast <laughs> once again. Last event of the fall season is Midwestern State, October 14th and 15th. You can get all the updates. The guys behind the camera will have you covered at NewmanJets.com. And it's Newman Jets. What are you guys on Twitter? Is it Newman Jets M-T-E-N and W-T-N or just Newman Jets Tennis on Twitter? I remember. I th- they had Newman Jets 10, so they cover the men and the women's team on one Twitter account, and obviously you can find them on Facebook as well. So keep track of all the Jets and the Navy in red with Jet Power, uh, the hashtag Jet Power on social media. They'll get you all the updates. October 14th and 15th, Wichita Falls, Texas. Good luck Thank against you. Midwestern State and all those old Heartland Conference teams, <laughs> and uh, we'll be sure to have you back on as we get set for MIAA and GAC play here in the spring. Okay, thanks, folks. Marie Brunet will join us next as we roll on on the JetCast. Dondlinger Construction is currently hiring qualified CDLA truck drivers, heavy equipment operators, and heavy civil concrete carpenters for projects in and around the Wichita metro area. Dondlinger Construction is employee-owned and offers competitive weekly pay and benefits. Quick start your new career and apply online at dondlinger.biz. That's D-O-N-D-L-I-N-G-E-R dot B-I-Z. Dondlinger Construction is an EEO-compliant employer. Veterans, women, and minorities encouraged to apply. The Newman Jets are now full members of the MIAA. Now, we need your full support. Help the Jets soar by joining the Aviator Club, Newman's premier level of athletic support. Your assistance directly impacts student-athletes and can be designated for facilities, uniforms, media coverage, or your favorite team. Receive exclusive benefits and support the Navy in red at newmanjets.com slash aviatorclub. That's newmanjets.com slash aviatorclub. Or call 316-942-4291 and ask for athletics. Back here on the JetCast as we talk some tennis this week on the show. We are joined by a junior from Paris, France, Marie Brunet, as the tennis teams start to wrap up their fall portion of the schedule. Of course, there's going to be plenty more tennis coming up on the back end of the schedule once they get restarted in the spring. So we will bring you that, of course, in February when they get restarted. We have got Marie Brunet on the show here now with us. Thank you so much for being here, Marie. Of course. ITA regional for you guys and the team last week. How do you think it went for the team and how do you think it went for you personally? Um, I think it, so for me personally, I, so I won my first round and I lost on the second round of singles. Um, I think I could have done better, but I was already happy to like win the first round because it was not an easy match. Um, and doubles, we passed the first round by like we had a bye on the first one so we didn't get to play and then we only had one match that we lost but it was it was all right we played good and for the team in general um i don't think anyone won their draw but she's lo- looking at coach Augsburger <laughs> off camera for confirmation yeah but we were all pretty happy about how we played, I think. Now, obviously, you guys, I know I'm not as familiar with the fall portion of the schedule, but I do know you guys play. You guys will play a lot of duels against teams. This is a different kind of event because you are playing more of a traditional tournament, a draw where there is a bracket and you move through. How is the 
preparation and how do you, how do you mentally think about it different when you know you know that there is an event and you're going to have multiple matches against multiple opponents versus showing up and well we've got Washburn today so I've got to beat you know whoever I'm playing against uh, you know from Washburn. Well, the different thing like what's different from the fall is that until the moment we get on the court, we don't really know who we're playing against. Like I didn't even know the school of the girl like before I got on the court. So like in in the fall if we know that we're playing Washburn, we're like okay, like it's going to be a tough match. Of course. We can win, but it's going to be tough. Um but for those um ITA regionals, the individual ones, I had no clue who I was playing against. I knew her name, but I had no clue who he was. So I was like, that's it. It's just like a random girl and I can beat her as I could beat anyone else. Sure. The, it, this is, you've had a very interesting time to start your career as a tennis player because this is kind of like the only, um, like the only normal season that you have had because you had, you know, 2020 come in, so much stuff being canceled last year, still not really back to normal. This is the first year that it feels like, you know, there's le- the protocols have continued to get less and less and maybe still not, you know, Coach Oxberger again off camera here would probably say, you know, maybe it's not quite where we were saying like 2015, but it, it seems like it is getting a little bit closer. What's it been like for you to, to play your tennis career during this interesting time in, in, in our history and obviously in sports history? Well, First, it was very different from back home, so everything was new. So I couldn't really compare it to, like, the years before. But I don't know, we just had to adapt to everything and... Yeah, it just went with the flow, I guess. So this is your third year on the team. Yeah. So how do you feel like, even though this is a individual sport, obviously here in America at the collegiate level, it's kind of blended into a team concept, and you have been an underclassman for the last couple of years, but now obviously looked at as a little bit more of a leader. How have you adjusted to that and that new expectation? Well, that's another thing that is um, – different from back home in France um here everything is about the team um and I really like it like at home I just play tor- like I sign up for my own tournaments and I just go by myself or is there like do you can you explain to our listeners and the and the viewers like do you got in France or and maybe it's different I'm sh- I'm assuming that like America, you have some sort of division of the country where we have states, Canada has provinces. I'm sure you have, you know, there's some, something, maybe there's not, I don't know. But the, you know, how do you guys kind of organize your secondary school or what we call high school activities? So one thing to know is that in France, and I think most Europe is like that, there is no sport that is part of the like high school thing. Like you go to high school and then if you want to play a sport, you have to be in a club, like in a tennis club. So it's pretty much all like if you want to play soccer, soccer club, basketball, so on. But your high school doesn't care what you're doing. Like they're not going to adjust your schedule for that. They're not going to make sure you're doing good with both. Like it's, that's why it's pretty tough to do both. And so yeah, like it's you're kind of by yourself. Like of course your coaches are helping you, they're well coaching you and telling you like what tournament you should play and stuff. But you basically do it all by yourself. So so very very different, obviously culturally. Uh, 
why do you think that you prefer the American style, at least in collegiate tennis, of of being more team oriented versus most of tennis, which is obviously, you know, with a few exceptions, is is all about the individual? Well, I think it's just more motivating. Like you're not doing just by like for yourself. You know that if you win, it's gonna bring a point to the team. If you lose, like of course it's not a big deal, but you're gonna be disappointed because the team is gonna have more like effort to do to win the whole match so now, you just spoke of being motivated obviously uh, director augsburger is the person who is in charge of motivating you what's it been like to be coached by coach augsburger these last two years and again she is listening inside <laughs> the room so i'm not sure how much honesty we're going to get here but uh what's it been like to be coached i'll by be Shella? really honest i, I won't li- i won't need to lie about it because <laughs> she's an amazing coach um she's always really motivating us at practice she's always like pushing us and um like without being strict or anything like without being too mean i guess sure um but yeah she's always making sure we give like a hundred percent of what we can and if one day we don't feel really good because it it happens to all of us um she's not gonna make us die but she's gonna make sure we (laughs) give all of what we can now i know that at some at some different seasons and it kind of depends on the kind of team that she has if she's got a lot of returning players and she kind of knows where everybody fits in then doesn't need to tinker as much with a lot of newcomers she will move pieces around a little bit how consistent have you been because you have been playing singles and doubles have you been kind of with the consist had any consistency with playing with the same doubles partner and how has your relationship been with your partner this year so my partner for now in the few tournaments that we've played was martina Lolli from italy uh-huh um sure and i was not playing with her last semester at all i mean i played once i think um divya used to be my partner but martina like she's my, my best friend on the team and okay. she's my roommate and stuff so it's pretty easy to adapt playing with her. Sure. I uh, like it. <laughs> what What do you feel like, how do you guys kind of blend your individual strengths to make yourselves the best doubles team that you can be? Um, I think, like, we have different, like, she always, we have different approaches of the games, which is good. Um, she makes sure, like, if I get mad of a point, for example, she makes sure I keep, like, focusing. But then... She usually, like, she's not very confident about herself, so I'll help her being confident. Like, we can uh, help each other with that. Would you say that you are a better singles player or doubles player, or do you enjoy both of them the same? And which one do you like better? So I would say that I'm a better singles player, but I enjoy doubles better. Just because of that <laughs> that camaraderie? Yeah. I mean, even even with Divya last year and Isabella, the year, my freshman year, um, I don't know. I like doubles better, but I feel like I'm better in singles. <laughs> How do you feel like the team is coming along in terms of chemistry so that you can try to have the kind of spring season that you guys want to have? I think it's going pretty good. So we don't have uh, any new player for this semester. I think two of them are coming next semester, probably. Um, so we know each other very good. And it's, yeah, the chemistry is pretty good. 
So final question for you. You've got a couple tournaments coming up here to finish out the fall. What do you need to do yourself, and what do you think the team needs to do to have a good end of the fall year and get yourself set up? Obviously, going to be plenty of off-season workouts, off-season training to get set for, I think you guys start back up in February or so. Yeah. Um, but how do you want how do you want to go out, whether it's win or lose, how do you feel you need, what do you feel you need to do in order to end fall on the right note and set the tone for what you want to accomplish starting in the spring well keep practicing hard keep like giving a hundred percent at every practice and never like be down our, on ourselves just keep being motivated once again they are headed to wichita falls texas october 14th and 15th next month Midwestern State is hosting Marie Brunet from France. Thank you so much for your time. You're Appreciate welcome. it. We will have more Jetcast coming up right after this. Hey, boss, the backhoe was stolen from the Valley job. Great. And our computers were hacked last night, and they got some of our clients' information. Seriously? And your wife called. She said the dead tree you were supposed to tear down fell on your neighbor's roof. Ah. What am I going to do? I'd call Eck Agency. They're great at providing insurance solutions to protect your business, work comp, home, and autos before these things happen. Call or text Eck Agency at 316-303-1905 or visit eckagency.com. Hi friends, Phil Nightingale, General Manager of Mel Hamilton Ford. I would like to tell you about our new tool, Virtual Express. Mel Hamilton Ford has added this tool for you, our customers. Virtual Express will allow you to do some or all of your car buying process right from your computer. Do as much or as little as you want. It's all up to you. Do you want to fill out some of your information to save time or do the whole buying process online? You make the choice. You can take delivery of your new or pre-owned vehicle right from your home. Mal Hamilton Ford, experience the difference. Experience the difference online at mhford.com. Wrapping up the JetCast, and we're going to try to go fast here, but not too fast. We did catch up with Asher Brown, 5'8 sophomore cross-country runner out of Wichita who's already got a couple of records in the record but Asher thank you so much for being on the program with me to wrap yeah. up this show thanks for having me well you have been really really good uh, the men 20th last time out at the Southern Stampede uh, led by this guy who led the team uh, how do you feel like you guys ran as a team yeah I think we ran really well overall um I had a personal best that race, so I ran um, very well. I was very happy with my time, very happy with my race. Um, for the other guys, yeah, I was I was really happy with how they did. Um, everyone ran really well, ran their hardest. Um, it was a hot day, so, you know, some people might have ran slower than what they wanted to run, but overall, just really, really good day. You guys got third as a team at the Hutch Twilight. How much confidence did it give you to get a top three finish under your belt that early in the season? Yeah, they gave us a lot of confidence. Um considering that um last year i think we were um i think like fifth or sixth so and then we also had some other d2 colleges there so it was nice to see some guys that were going to be um racing the rest of the year um that definitely gave us a lot of confidence going into the season now you have been a guy who has come in and even though you were just a freshman last year and a sophomore you have not been shy about, you know, putting your foot forward as being, you know, kind of the, the guy on the team. And you've run the best times. You, As we mentioned in the in kind of your intro, mm -hmm. been breaking several records. What's allowed you to kind of have that confidence to come in against more experienced runners and, and put your foot down and say, you know what, I am the best guy? Uh-huh. Um, definitely um, just proper training. You know, good training is going to give you confidence to race well. Um, in high school, I didn't really have too many guys that I was able to push, um, you know, faster runs with, but 
coming to Newman, um, having some other guys, you know, Austin, Zeke, and Kevin, they're all right up there with me, pushing me. Um, so that's helped a lot um, in terms of, like, confidence. Yeah, you mentioned Kevin Kamalmo, and he has been a guy who uh, did nip you at, I think, the previous event. Mm -hmm. He actually did outrun you. Yep. Uh, how much does that help having a guy – because obviously you guys want to run – together right. and run well as a team uh -huh. and support each other but at the same time you know you you don't want to let somebody else beat you but it uh -huh. seems like you guys are working really well together yeah um i think most people you know having a teammate that um you want to beat come out on top would be bummed out but i was super hyped for that um just to know that there's another guy right there with me um so hopefully we'll have a really strong top five especially a really strong top two with me and kevin so changing weather it's been getting a lot cooler during uh -huh. the day coach has said that you know there have been some times when you guys have waited literally for the sun to come up just so you mm -hmm. can see where all the cracks on the sidewalk are right so you don't break an ankle or twist something and then you have to run just because in the afternoon it's so hot how nice is it now that the temperature is actually pretty decent here this whole week uh, uh -huh. to run and maybe you don't have to wake up quite as early yeah it's great um being able to just, like, go out in the afternoon and not have, you know, 100-degree weather um, is really nice. And then also in the morning, um, running when it's nice and cool, you know, 60 degrees, 65 is, you know, it's pretty brisk. Whenever you first get out there, you need a jacket. But once you get warmed up, it's it's perfect weather. What's it like being coached by Coach Shepas? It's great. Um, I really like his coaching style. You know, he doesn't try to, like, overload us with miles. I, I mean, I see a lot of guys from different colleges they are running – you know, insane amount of miles a week. And I know I like how coach um, just likes to keep us, um, you know, in a good mile range to where we're running fast but staying healthy at the same time. Um, I also like his um, speed speed workouts that he gives us. Um, he likes to incorporate a lot of intensity rather than volume. So I really like that. Because he's also, when he was on the show last week, he talked about, you know, the guys that put in the miles are mm -hmm. the ones that are the ones having success. Right. So how do you balance and how do you feel like he's balancing mm -hmm. maybe not giving you as many miles, but obviously you still have to put in the work if you right. want to have the results. How do you feel like he's balancing that that's putting you in the best position to have success? Yeah, and that's something really difficult with running is like you need to um, put in a lot of miles, but at the same time you can't put in too much just to stay healthy. You've got to have something in the yeah. tank for the race, don't right. you? Right, and then um, so overall I think we've done a really good job with um, – running the right amount of miles and staying healthy. Um, we haven't had too many problems with um, injuries this year yet, so that's really good. Well, how, what do you think has been the thing that you've been focusing the most on your own personal race mm -hmm. and in your own personal game to, to, that's allowed you to make the improvements that you've made from right. your freshman to sophomore year? Um, just kind of my mentality going into the races and especially during um, I noticed that last year, kind of like, you know, two miles, one mile left, you're not feeling it at all. Like you're, you're feeling terrible. And so your, your brain's telling you to stop, but you just got to <laughs> tell it to keep on going. So that's been something that I've really been working on this year. Last question for you. Next up is the chili pepper run mm -hmm. this weekend. You're going to be facing foes from all levels of cross country. Mm -hmm. There will be a heavy dose of division two teams there. And I know that that'll be what you guys primarily mark yourselves against but uh -huh. there's going to be sec teams there yep. there's going to be big 12 teams there how do you get jacked up when you see you know some of those logos and some of those right. names across the jersey that are going to be lining up right next to you and yeah you know at that point you're just one of the guys uh -huh. yeah it's super exciting to be able to go out and race some of the top dogs out there um 
So kind of just the focus going into the weekend is not get too overhyped by it. Um, just try to stay calm, um, not get uh, worried that, you know, you're going to be like towards the back, but just, you know, know that there's going to be great competition everywhere. They're at Newman Jets XC on Twitter. Once again, it's the Chili Pepper Run down in Arkansas where they'll be racing up against the top elite of the elite. And there are some really good programs in the SEC and the Big 12, but also some of the top tier Division II conference teams there as well. Asher Brown, 5'8 sophomore runner from here in Wichita. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Yeah, thanks for having me. That is our show next week on the program. We'll have even more guests. We're going to be going back to volleyball next week. So if you'd like to finally meet the assistant coach for volleyball, he will be on the show next week. So until then, Blake Cripps in Wichita saying, go Jets.